Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Take a Shot with the Mem Joy Emma. I am your girl, your host, Mem Joy Emma. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you are listening to today's episode. I hope you're listening with some love, some joy, some hope, some peace. If you are not, well, then you already know the drill. I am sending that your way right about now. Yeah, I think I'm fine. I'm not. y'all hello 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 how you doing today i hope you're doing well i hope that today's episode is catching you in good spirits whether you're on your way to work or you're listening to this on your downtime at home i hope you're in good spirits i hope you've had a great marvelous wonderful magnificent darling day i wanted to talk to you about this here interview that aired Earlier this week, Megan and Harry Child. Yes, if you guess that, you are correct and you get a million Zoolas. Just kidding. But yes, we're going to talk about that because, child, I have a lot of thoughts and I wanted to share some of them because I got so much from that interview and I just wanted to come on here and share my thoughts, right? on the several things that I got. Uh, First of all, we were reminded why Oprah is indeed the legend, the icon Oprah, because that interview, baby, she did that. That she did, okay? She did that. Every question, bro, dude, what? Every question, every follow-up question, she put her foot in that entire thing. It was so good. I mean, I already known Oprah, been Oprah, but this just reminded us. She was like, in case y'all thought it was, in case y'all forgot who I am, let me show you why I'm Oprah, why I had the Oprah show, because this is what I does, okay? Man, she killed that thing. She killed it. Man, that interview was spectacular. And I mean, the way people talk about uh, Princess Diana's interview, they will be talking about this interview. And Oprah was, she just, I mean, as uh, thinking about Oprah as a black woman, come on now, y'all, she killed it. As a black woman, in that space and you know I know sometimes we think it's Oprah right and we're like you know Oprah is gonna be Oprah but I just celebrate especially now in my life just celebrate like yo this is another black woman moving in excellence yet again right on a world stage so awesome 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 anyway I know I don't know these people and I know I never met them or haven't met them yet But I am so proud of Megan and Harry. I mean, like I said, I don't know them, but y'all, it takes a lot of strength to do what they did. And even like looking back at their journey, it takes a lot of strength, a lot of courage to do what they've done over the years. So, um, 
I'm going as far as when they decided to leave them, when they decided to leave the monarchy, right? When they decided that, you know what, this family is too important um, and we will not sacrifice ourselves on the altar in the name of, of, you know, the monarchy or in the name of pretense or whatever, like our, our, what we have here as a family, our lives, right? It's too important. It's too, no, we're, we're going to go, right? This is, this is toxic and we're going to go. And so it takes a lot of courage to walk away from something you've known your entire life. It takes a lot of courage to walk away when you know that your move will be seen and criticized by your family, friends, strangers, right? People that don't know you, people that don't understand. And then also fear of of the unknown, like we're leaving. What are we leaving to? What are we going to? It takes so much courage. Now, I know, you know, we hear that and we're like, yeah, you know, they could have left, you know, they should have left, right? And and rightfully so, right? Uh, Megan uh, was being literally abused and just treated it so foul right in the media and so it, it almost feels like you know well they had no choice but to leave but again it takes courage because how many times do you know or have you do you even identify yourself of even being in a toxic situation but being unable to leave for fear of what people might think or fear of the unknown like fear paralyzes you that's what fear does fear paralyzes you and causes you not to move right because it says i don't know what's going to happen i don't know what my next step is going to be so at least i know what i'm dealing with here so we're just going to find coping mechanisms of how to deal with this because this is the way it's always been so we'll find coping mechanisms deal with it and just live in this until whatever like so it takes courage to be able to step out because I know it was it was there was probably a lot of fear in that, but being able to step out and say, No, we will no longer tolerate this hate, this uh uh vitriol, this evil. We will no longer tolerate it and we will leave. It takes courage. And then also thinking about the fact that they left and from their interview, you know. They needed a place to stay, right? And 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 somebody else had to provide them, you know, home, Tyler Perry, his home, his his security for them. You know, thinking about it from their perspective of just like, you know, we're leaving and we're going into the unknown and we don't even have a home and we're a family, right? It's one thing to get up, like, you know, as it's one thing to get up and and decide to move and do things when you're single. Like as a single woman, I have the freedom to do and pick up and move and choose and and do things as I please, which I've done the past couple of years, right? Like I've 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 been able to move from the state of Virginia to Ohio, and I did like I told you guys a couple of episodes a little while ago. I moved within a week. I made a decision to move within a week, and I'm a single woman. I can do that, but even in that, that was still hard as a single woman. Imagine now having an entire family and literally having to start from scratch. What it feels like starting from scratch because what you've known and you've depended on, you can't depend on anymore, and so you're having to start and really build from scratch with a family. That is tough. It takes courage. And uh, I just want to applaud like Tyler Perry, right, for uh, stepping up and saying, I'm a friend. You are in need. Here's what I have. I got you. Um, 
and I applaud it. You know, we usually say like, you know, they're re- he's rich, they're rich, they'll be fine. But the fact of the matter is, it's it's having a friend in time of need. Everyone will be there when things are up. Like everyone will support you and be there when things are up. But when when the going gets tough, right? It's those people that step up and say, I got you for real, right? What do you need? Um, and so I just thought about Tyler and I just thought about like, man, that's a friend. And, you know, there's there's this scripture that the older I get, I look at the scripture and I'm like, this is, is so true. There are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. And, I, you know, it's so funny. We take that word and we, we use it so lightly. Like, oh, that's my friend. That's my friend. That's my friend. And, you know, they're friends for different seasons. And, and so, you know, there's that. But also when I look at that verse, that friend, right, w- what we call a friend is a sacred word. Like it is, they stick with you, right? Through the ups, through the downs. I got you. You have someone in me. We'll grow together. We'll learn together. What do you, you know, what do you need? I got you. And I know I'm a shoulder and you're a shoulder. You know, we got this, right? Um, that is rare because, you know, a lot of people, they'll say, you know, I've been friends with this person for a long time and I love longevity, right? People that have been in your life for years. There's something to be said about that. I'm not, I'm not downplaying that. There are people in my life that have been friends with me for years and I love them in pieces. But what makes them so special is the fact that not only have they been in my life for years, but when the going gets tough and I call and I'm like, yo, I need this or I'm struggling or whatever. They're like, what do you need? I got you say no more. Right. Um, and so Tyler Perry just struck me as that, as that person to step up and to, to say I know this is tough and here's my home. Here's my security. What I have is yours. You know, um, that's, that's a, that's a friend y'all. And so when I, when I saw that, I was like, that's beautiful. So that, that, that was my thought on that. And then I thought about what Megan said when she said, you know, she was suicidal from just everything that she had been going through. Like, the, it was really starting to take a mental toll to the point where she no longer wanted to be here. Huh. That uh, that saddens me. My heart goes out to her, right? To, to feel, to be in a land right? Where you don't really know anyone, right? And to be in isolation um, and then to have people that don't know you um, write the most evil things about you and you haven't said or done anything to, to even, to even um, warrant such, such evil. Um, it's a lot, you know, and my heart went out to her when, when there was no, no help. Right. It's one thing. Cause a lot of people, you know, we, you can go through a lot and not say anything. Right. And, and hold, hold things in, not say anything, but it's another thing to go through a lot and to be going through to the point of death and to reach out for help and have nobody, 
nobody, everybody, nobody's helping. Everybody's saying, yeah, you know, we, this is a this is a real issue. We understand, but we 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 can't and we won't do anything like that. That to me is a whole nother level of like, hold up, I'm doing the right things here. Like that that for some, I don't know, I don't know, but for for me, that would cause I think to go into a deeper a deeper spiral because I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Like they say, when you need help, reach out. Don't, don't be in pain alone. I'm reaching out. Nobody wants to help. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like how, man, the strength of that woman. Like I just, I couldn't imagine the pain of living in that and reaching out and and nobody wanting to help you nobody fam but not only that but like i said on top of that i am i thank god for her strength for her fight it's so funny because we look at people right you would look at megan and you would see you see this beautiful kind of dainty woman and you know you when you think of her when you look at her from her exterior Right. When you look at her, um, you maybe strength might not come to your mind because she's stunning. She's beautiful. She's marrying a prince. You know, she's dainty. She's well um, uh, put together. Right. And so maybe strength might not be what comes to your mind. Um, But then her actions show you just how strong. Right. She is. And um, and I say all that to say, like her fight because it takes fight right her fight to 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 still to ask for help and not receive it to be at the point of death right i remember uh harry was talking about or they were talking about in the interview that they had an event to go to and harry told her you know i don't think you should go to this event and and she said I can't not go, right? Or something to the tune of that. Like, I have to go because I'm scared of what I'm going to do to myself if I don't go. Like, I need to go. And and, and I hear that and I hear that she's still fighting for her life. Because again, when you're in that dark of a place, it's so easy, right? It, it, she could have quit so many times and said, too much. I'm tapping out, Right. But the fact that she she fought and she said, I can't be here because if I'm here by myself, I'm scared of what I'm going to do. I thank God that she even had that mind to be able to say that because far too often that's not the case. And then another thought, y'all, I told you I had thoughts, child. I, this episode could be could be hours if if I wanted to keep going on the thoughts that I have had but I'm just going to share a couple and another thought though that I had was how looks can be so deceiving Megan seemed to have it all right um the you know the story if, if you've been following Megan's story from when she she uh, first started dating Harry and the marriage and all that stuff I was kind of following her journey because I was familiar with her on Suits, the show that she was on before. Um, my mom and my sister used to watch that show all the time. And so I would kind of watch it with them. 
Um, and so I was familiar with her at the at her character on the show. And so to see her and all of a sudden, you know, she's dating Harry and then to kind of follow her journey. Then I kind of been, you know, following her journey for a while. And from the outside looking in, man, girl, it's not like your life was bad when you was when you were uh, a single like you was you was an act you was an actress girl you was doing it and you were you know she was i think she worked with i don't want to say oh man she worked with you know causes she i, I forget the specific um um organization that she worked with for a year but she was working with different organizations that were close to her heart she was passionate about um she was doing it like for real and so she's already been that. She's already been Meghan Markle, all right? But uh, all of a sudden now we see, you know, she she meets someone she falls in love with and now she's going to be literal royalty. Like people will refer to her as your royal highness for real. Like, come on now, is that not a dream? Like, and, you know, you're going to have, you know, butlers and, you know, I mean, all the things that we imagine and all the best clothes and the best access to the best hair and you know we were up thinking money and all this stuff and yet as we look at her we look at her pictures right and we see her going out and about and we see her smiling and uh, we see her husband holding her hand tightly we're thinking oh from the outside looking in man she looks good like everything is good husband holding her hand not letting her hand go um she looks beautiful hair done makeup done you know say living in a castle what more could a girl ask for she is living the life and it's crazy because we can look at that and you know just and say man she's living the life and look at the life that i'm living all right we can compare like what did she do to get there what am i not doing because she's living the life and I don't understand like what, what is the difference between her and me what is it you know and, and just going through thought what is it that I what is it about me that I can't have that and we start to compare and be dissatisfied with our lives not realizing and not knowing that behind closed doors this woman is is in a literal nightmare right you know yes with her family and her loved ones but she's in a, she's in a nightmare um, and so it just reminds the first thing is not to compare no matter how good it looks. And we know this often, but this was just another strong reminder of like, bruh, it is so unwise to compare because you really do not know what is going on behind closed doors. And especially with social media, like I'm not going to sit up on nobody's platform and show my most vulnerable moments. I'm not going to do that. Right. Or if I do that, it has to be for a purpose. But rarely, right? Like rarely am I going to come and say, I'm having a breakdown and I'm going to share my breakdown with the world. That's not something I'll do. But if I'm celebrating something, oh yeah, I want to celebrate it. I want to flaunt. I want to, you know, that's what we do. We want to share hi highlight moments um, and not realizing like as people sharing, not realizing what the, what they're going through. And she was such a big example of that, especially on a world stage. Like she looks to have it all, yet this is the lowest she's been at probably ever. Um, and so it just reminds like, yo, that comparison thing, it's just, you don't know. I don't care how much money somebody has in their bank account. You don't know. You have no clue. Because pain 
sadness, darkness, does not care about what's in your bank account, period. It wants to devour, kill you, period. So darkness, sadness, pain does not care what you look like, what's in your bank account. It doesn't matter. It comes for everybody. You know what I'm saying? And so it just reminded me of that. It's just like, do just, yo. And, and again, like everybody, I think if you're human, you fall prey to that. But just being, practicing mindfulness, right? About comparing. And I know this is something that I'm working on. I'm just like, I'm good. Like, I know everything is not the way that I would particularly like it to be, right? Let's be real. Like, we all have things that we still aspire to. But looking at your life and taking inventory and saying, wait a minute, how far have I come? Like, the other day, I was just in my apartment and I was just looking at my life as I think I was like getting ready to go to work the next day. And I was remembering like just a couple of years ago, literally two, three years ago, I was crying. Like I was crying because, and I was crying to God and I was like, God, I only have a dollar to my name. Like what is going on? I don't know. I can't get a job. At that point, I I had gotten my uh, undergrad and my master's, and I got a master's because everybody said get a master's because we can get a master's, you can get a job. And I was like, I did, and you know this isn't happening for me. I have a dollar to my name. I have no money, and I don't know how I'm going to live. I don't know what I'm going to do. And fast forward two, three years later, I'm in my own apartment, y'all, my own, having my own, right? I'm in a two bedroom, beautiful, you know, apartment and my own walk-in closet that I'm recording this episode in right now with, you know, I'm paying my bills. I'm, I mean, you know what I'm saying? This is from a time when, remembering a time when I was like, I literally had $1 in the bank and I was thinking about selling my clothes so I could make money. That's how... That's how bad it had gotten. And I remember just crying and just being like, how, how do I change this? And just looking and just being grateful, right? And and realizing there's so many things that I would like, so many, so many uh, plans and things that are in my heart that I want to do and, you know, where I would like to see myself. But I, in that moment, like I just stopped and I realized, bro, you like gratefulness and gratitude is really a thing. Looking back over your life and being like, yeah, I'm not where I would like to be all the way yet, but let me step back and look, look back a little bit and see where I came from. Right. Like, whoa, I come far. Right. Like I, wow. Like I remember when I, I literally was like, I don't know how bills money for bills I didn't know where all that was coming from and even you know staying on there for a second it was in that hard season that I and I've always known God's a provider but he just continued to prove to me how much he was a provider because y'all in that season I don't know if I've ever shared this on this podcast maybe I have but in that season God would like there were people that were in my life that would literally give us food like Um, I never went without like anything I needed. I never, I never went without like in that season where it was only a dollar, a dollar in my bank, um, strangers that I had just met at the time, um, gave food and lots of it, like boxes of it. We never asked. We never like just gave it. Uh, we didn't have a bed at the time. Strangers gave us a bed, gave us sheets. 
and it and it wasn't like a uh it was like a brand new bed costing thousands of dollars to y'all like I'm not even kidding um literally gave it gave it to to us um at that time uh clothes friends would literally oh girl I'm and I didn't ask I did not ask oh girl I'm getting rid spring cleaning my closet and get rid of some stuff. Do you want to come over and just shop in my closet? Again, I never asked. I not want to uh, uh, publicly say, you know, this is what I need. Da, 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 da. But friends at the time were like, come on over. I literally would have people just giving me stuff. Right. And, and that and I know that was because of God. Right. God's it's faithfulness, period. And so I'm just reminded because I just want to like stop here and say this. If you do what God's telling you to do, he'll take care of you. I just want to say that. Like, if you if you just know that God is a provider and as you are on your journey and you are, you know, in his will and in his path and, and, and following him and doing the best that you can, even when times are hard, God will never leave you. He will never leave you dry. He will never leave you without. He'll provide for you. Now, it may not come the way you would like it to because at that time, your girl wanted a J-O-B. Your girl wanted billions in the bank. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm, I'm being funny, but for real, like I wanted my own money in my bank account. I wanted to be able to say, yeah, I got money. I'm going grocery shopping. I got this and I'm, you know, doing that, blah, blah, blah. Um, But he was like, this is the way I'm going to provide for you this season. And he did. And, you know, clothes, I never went without because people, like I said, would literally bags, y'all, bags. So I'll think of you, I got this, I got this, I got this. There are people that would literally come together and, and say, here, and give me money. Never ask for it, ever. And never wore to my face, try to always keep myself together, keep myself, you know, composed and, and, and just really just try to, to work with what I had. Well, people just out of nowhere, we don't know why, we just want to give you this money. Literally, a church came together, we're just giving you this money. I'm telling you, if you, I don't know why, but it just, if you're in, in that place right now, just know God is faithful. Hear my story, because like I said, and I've, I've totally <laughs> went off what I was going to go off of, but here we are. But I, I am a walking testimony of God's faithfulness. Like I told y'all, I've really remembered so clearly, literally being like, God, I have a dollar and crying. I have a dollar to my name. How am I going to live? What am I going to do? And coming to a place where I'm like, I'm sitting in my walk-in closet in my two-bedroom apartment. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I got bills that I'm not, I'm not stressing about paying my bills, y'all. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not, if I, groceries, I got, like, my car, I was in a, in a car accident. Um, uh, how, when, how long ago was this? A few months back, y'all, I don't know. And, you know, I remember the first time I had, I got my car, I was really struggling to get my car. This time around, my car got totaled. I had, I literally was able to get up and, and had the money, right? before. I had the money to put money down for my car. Like, this was from a girl that literally cried about having a dollar to her name. So I just... God is faithful. So if you're struggling with that, I, I don't know. I just 
wanted to say that. But also, back to making a hair, let's tie it back to the topic at hand, y'all, because I, you know, say I left here for a second. But also, wanting to say, like, even if your life doesn't look the way you wanted to, make it a habit to go back and think about where you came from and be grateful. Not only does being grateful just put you in a positive mental mental state, but also being grateful reminds you of who God is and reminds you like, if God has taken care of me and brought me this far, then there is no limit to where he's going to take me and what he's going to do for me in the future. I know for me, that was a reminder because I was in a place where I was like, you know, there's some things that I want and I desire and I don't know how to get there. And, and, and you know, it's been it's been a struggle. But just having that thought of being reminded of like, whoa, I came from there to here. And I didn't know how I was going to get out of that place. But I did. By God's grace, I did. And God really brought me out and brought me to this place. And so I'm like, if God was able to do that, where where I was lying on that floor, literally like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And if God was able to do that and bring me here, hmm, then what is my, what is he going to do for me in the future? Like, there is no limit to what God will do for me. And so it just reframes your mind and reframes your thinking to just be like, God did it for you back then. He'll continue to do it for you. Keep going. Keep trusting and remember to remind yourself of how far he's brought you. So that you know who you're dealing with, that this is God, the source of everything. So you remember like when you're praying He's real. He's here. And like I remember uh, I was watching, uh, I was on Instagram yesterday. Uh, I was on Instagram and um, Tiffany Haddish was talking about how she, you know, had been like praying that, you know, she wanted to, you know, Whoopi Goldberg to be her mom. And, you know, God finally came through. Right. And when she got to play in, in a role, Whoopi Goldberg, you know, played her mother. And she said like, oh God, you were listening to me the whole time, right? And it's so funny because at that time, you know, she's probably thinking he's not listening to me. My life is not looking like that. But years later, God showed up and showed to prove to her, I heard you. I know things didn't come the way that you wanted to when you wanted it to come, but I heard you. I heard you and, and I got you. Right. And so just just remember that when you are tempted to compare your life to somebody else's, be grateful, go back, remind yourself of where you came from and where you are now and know that everything that you're believing him for is absolutely possible. But just let him take you through what you're going through, the fire, all of that. Let him prepare you for where you're going. Right. I used to, y'all, I'm off. <laughs> we were supposed to talk about Megan and Harry. I am off the topic, but let me just keep going because child, what? Um, I remember like I, this, the phrase trust the process. I used to hate that phrase. Like I used to be like, fight me. If you come up to me and tell me trust the process, you might as well fight me because I hate 
hated, hated, hated. We working on it, y'all. But I, but I would say that. I would say I hate that phrase because I'm like, what about, like, are you in the process? Do you understand? Like, do you know how hard this was? Imagine somebody like coming up to me and telling me trust the process when I had a dollar to my name. I really would have punched him in the face. Like, I would have been like, no, if you don't get out of my face with that right now. Like, I did not want to hear that because I was like, I am going through. You're telling me trust the process? Trust what? Put some money in my bank account. Don't tell me to trust Nathan. I'm dying. Um, so, yeah, like, I used to not like that. And a lot of people used to say that. And I was like, this is painful. Like, I don't understand what y'all are talking about. This sucks. This is hard. I've spent nights crying, not knowing, trying to figure out. It's been, it's, it's felt like it's one obstacle after another obstacle after another obstacle. So when people would say trust the process, I'd be like, I, I, I ought to punch you. Don't you dare come in my face and tell me trust the process. I, if you, if you, that's really how I felt. But now looking back and really looking back and looking in the present and, you know, and also for the future, I'm realizing I don't know if I necessarily, and, I, and I'm, this is just me processing, but I don't know if I'm necessarily into that trust the process thing phrase, but I trust what God is doing in my life in the process, right? I trust how God is shaping and changing and, and molding me in this process. Um, And so I trust his work in my life. So I guess that's what people mean when they say trust the process. So I finally understand that. But back then, if you would, ah, man, you know. And so when you hear like you're going through a process or God is is preparing you, that's really essentially what it means. That's why they say trust the process, because trusting the process is God really preparing you. And that preparation, you know, it doesn't always feel good. And a lot of times, you know, you 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 have to kind of stir yourself up to to be thankful, to be grateful, to you know, you have to just to, to to pray to even get to that place of being thankful or grateful sometimes because it's just it, sometimes it, it could just feel like, yo, this is a lot, and when do I get to leave? Because it feel like everybody around me got it together, and I don't, and I'm tired. You know what I'm saying? But when you are grateful, and when you are thankful, and when you look at the things that you have, you're able to thank God for it. You're able to see like God's going to come through for me and God is preparing me for where he's going to take me. He's good. He's a good father. So he's not just going to send me to a place I'm not prepared for. Because oftentimes we're praying for things and we're like, we, and again, we're praying because, and we want these things and we're looking at, you know, these things in these lives. Like imagine us like say, oh, I want Megan's life. I want da 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 right? Before we, all this stuff came out, like when she was getting married at the height of what looked like a fairy tale. We're thinking, God, I want my fairy tale, right? And from the outside looking in, we're looking at that and we're saying, I want that. I want people cheering me on and me waving my hand and not realizing all that comes with that. But God in his infinite wisdom, right? Knowing all that comes with that, that you're not aware of and knowing what you need to have in your tool belt so that when things come against you, when he places you where he has destined you to be, all the things that you've dreamed of, when he gives that to you and you deal with all that comes with it, you will have what it takes to stand. You will have that strength that you need to stand. So that's why they say, Trust the process, 
Trust God in the process. He is processing you. He is taking you through. Sometimes it feels like fire and it is. And I may not even lie to you on this day. It is fire. You in fire and it stink and it don't, you know what I'm saying? Like it, 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 it is, it's hard, but just know that he is with you in the fire. And not only that, he's using the, sometimes the things we go through, I'm not saying God causes it. Let me also clarify that. I'm not saying God causes it, but everything that we go through, God will take and will use to shape us, to strengthen us, to get us and prepare us for that journey ahead. And so, yeah, went on a complete tangent, but I really hope that somebody caught that because I was not planning to go there. But anyway, no comparison, being grateful. And then lastly, y'all, like I said, there's a lot. But one of the things, man, listen, when uh, Megan talking about these people was questioning this, this, her son's, the darkness of her son's skin, I said, listen, mm. Uh, racism is demonic. Like, there's, yeah, there's like no other way to put it. It's evil. Racism is evil. It is evil. And after after she said that, and you know, we're not shocked. It's not. It's not a a, a thing of shock. But when you hear it, it doesn't make it that it it doesn't make it any less disturbing to hear. So when people are talking about, even people talking about like Oprah and mocking her, like why is she so shocked? Bruh, yes, we know it's real and we know racism is real and we know that this institution is profoundly racist. Yes, we know that. But it doesn't make it any less disturbing to hear. It doesn't. And so to to hear this, if I be honest with y'all, I'm this just... Growing up, I never, I experienced racism growing up. Not, not, um, often, but I did. Um, I had an experience, uh, with racism. My, me, my brother and my sister, we had an experience with racism. Funny enough, actually in the UK and was, I think was our first real encounter with it. And, um, I remember having that moment and after that, coming you know we we moved to the united states uh, because we were first in nigeria then we we visited the uk for a little bit and then we moved to to the united states and um although we were you know we 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 lived in pretty diverse spaces like sometimes it was predominantly white but then other times where we would move it would be mixed like mixed cultures and all of that um and so our experience our experience with racism Oh, let me speak for myself. I know my experience with racism after that first time that I dealt with it in the UK wasn't, I, I mean, I didn't have a, a lot of it. My parents really did a good job of shielding me from it. Now, I would hear my parents talk about the racism that they would experience at work or they would experience in their lives, but I never personally experienced it as much growing up. It wasn't until I became an adult and, you know, left my parents' house and, and you know, is, was out cheer in the world um, that I was like, oh, wow. 
you know, when I was in a church and in a church, y'all, yes. And um, the pastor had asked us to, you know, hold hands and pray. And there was somebody, uh, a young man beside me that was like worshiping God. And he was, he was hands lifted and he was in it. You know, just like I would be in it, right? Like he was in it. And then when the pastor said, hold hands and, you know, you know, pray or whatever, he looked down at my hands, looked up at me and said, no. And, you know, and, and, and was like, I, I can't touch you or having people not wanting to sit next to me because I'm black. I mean, blatant races or having, you know, just going in spaces and, all these spaces I'm talking about is church spaces. Um, going in church space and just having people just stare at you, just stare like, why are you here? You know, and and feeling that. And so I hadn't experienced those accounts till my adult life. And like, racism sucks and it 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 it, it is evil, but uh, um, mentally and emotionally, it is painful. And it is mind boggling because you're like, hold up. You hate me because of the color of my skin. You don't want to touch my hand or sit next to me because of the color of my skin. Like, it's like, yo, what? Am I like, am I hearing this correct with my ears? Like, hold up. Let me make sure, like, let me make sure I'm getting this right because what it is hurtful and it is, it is, it's my, my bottom. Cause you're just like, God made me this way. So what's the problem? Not only that, but he made me and he said, and he looks back and he said, he was proud of his work. Me, I'm his masterpiece. So my creator, your creator says we good, what do you hate me for? So that's the first, my first account. I remember after I had gone through like racist, you know, moments in the church (laughs) again. um, And I remember one night it was so bad that I just had to leave. I I couldn't be there anymore. I literally left, went in my car, drove away and just wept. I, I just, because I was just like, what? what it was jarring for me it was like what the heck is this um it was it was jarring so at at the root of it racism is painful and i'm thinking about like what we've been through like 2020 we all know 2020 was wild right we remember the protests right because of the countless lives like george floyd after george floyd was like an outrage, an out, outcry, out, you know, outpouring of just like, when, when, when does this end? You know, I think about that and I think about the encounters that I've had with people that I've just chosen ignorance, with people that are, that when they hear white privilege, their eyes roll or they have really ridiculous remarks about Black Lives Matter uh, or arguing, well, all lives matter. Like that. Uh, or, you know, or saying racism just isn't real and doesn't exist. And if we, if we were to look at it from a different angle, what did you really do? Or what did you do to cause that? Because if you if you could, if you could have just done this, or if you could have just done that, or you're too angry, or you're too this. I'm at the place 
where before I would engage in certain conversations and say and try to to um what's the word I'm looking for? I can't find the word in this moment, but just at least try to explain, try to bring some understanding. Y'all, I'm I'm like with so much that has happened from last year to now, and not even from last year, child, years, 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 like countless names, Mike Brown, Philando Castile. I mean, unfortunately, precious lives, names and names and names, right? Of people being killed because of racism institutions right we, we talk about the the monarchy but let's talk, healthcare huh, huh, huh. The, the racism in healthcare is y'all jesus the, mm, that's another that's another conversation for another day um in education i mean racism is really in media is really everywhere so i'm just like there has been so much that has come into the light about racism so much has been exposed so much has been exposed and now again we have a mixed race woman on this global platform saying she experienced racism and her son's skin, the darkness of his skin was being questioned because of her blackness. At this point, I'm like, I have no tolerance for ignorance anymore because so much has come into the light that at this point, you are choosing to stay in the dark. And I no longer have to tolerate that or engage in that or give my energy to that anymore. At this point, I'm in a place I'm like, God help them. Because at this, it's, this is wide open at this point. What excuse do you have? for? It's one thing to see it and to have to process it and to have to learn and to, that's one thing. I, I that that's one thing. It's another thing to see it and still turn a blind eye to it, and still choose to gaslight and say, you know, you're wrong. That's not real. After death upon, no, you're choosing to stay in darkness. And at this point, I can't. My only thing is to pray. God help them. I don't got it. Not a conversation, not a, I literally, I, there's no space. I don't, I don't have it any. I can't, I used to engage. I cannot, I cannot because now we have this woman on a global platform who experienced, come on from the media and now her son, nah, enough. No, no, I'm done. <laughs> like I'm just, I'm done. No, I'm not tolerating the ignorance i'm not making no i'm not having conversations about it no i'm not having arguments about it i'm not the one or the two no ma'am no sir Mm-mm, not me I'm, I, I'm at that place it's like god only you can help them at this point because i'm done so yeah um those are my thoughts you know and, and there's a there's a whole lot more like i told y'all this could be a very, a very, very, very lengthy episode because I just, I just, there's so much more that I could say 
Um, but more than anything, I'm just proud and I'm encouraged by Megan and Harry and uh, and their display of courage on this world stage. It takes a lot to stand up to this institution. It takes a lot to leave and to have to rebuild. It takes a lot um, to then after, you know, rebuilding or in the midst of rebuilding to step up and step out and share your story and to know that you will be misunderstood uh, to know that there will be attacks to know all of that and to still step up and and it takes it takes a strength it really does and um i my hope and my prayer is that um First of all, so many people are able to see and hear their story. And, and as people are dealing with a variety of things that they're able to, to to get some hope, some lessons, some hope, something that they're able to use in their lives. Right. Um, but then secondly is, you know, for Megan and Harry themselves, that they would continue to have peace and strength and joy in the middle of this crazy life that they that um, they're living. And then also, I pray that they feel the support of millions around the world, that there are millions around the world literally rallying and with them and there are people praying for them. And um, because, y'all, this, like I said, it's a lot. It's a lot. And so I hope they feel that, like they feel like the support you know, and it's not a thing of like pride or arrogance. They just feel the support, you know, they feel for once because before they were fighting, but they were, you know, it felt like they were alone. And I hope that now they know, no, now we got you because now we know. And so I'm grateful they stepped up and they shared their story because I know it's, it's definitely impacted so many people. And not only that, um, I'm grateful because we get to see and hear them and 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 say, you know, we're with you. Oh, that's it, y'all. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Like I said, I can keep going, but that's it for today because, child, I got to go. But what did you think about the interview? Did you watch it? Yeah, what did you think? Let me know. I am on Instagram at Take a Shot Podcast, or you can send me an email at Take a Shot Podcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, then go ahead and share it with someone or listen to it with somebody. And then lastly, if you are a listener, I invite you to leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave a review. That would be super duper helpful. As always, I love you. I appreciate you. And I cannot wait to talk to you in the next episode. I just like to you.